0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Maureen McGrath. Thanks for staying with me on this Daylight Savings Time night because it's actually later than we think. It's like 10 o'clock in real time. But some of you like to fake it out there, so it's 9 o'clock. I love this day. I love getting that extra hour of sleep. Oh, my gosh. And life. It's just so great. One time I belonged to a book club, and uh, so I went to the book club, and this woman started talking and controlling the whole conversation and talking all about the book, and and then, I don't know, she went on and on and on and on and on, and, on and then she had to admit that she... Actually, never read the book. I just didn't think that was fair. <laughs> like, you don't actually get to comment if you didn't read the book.
1: Maybe she just studied Wikipedia before she came to
0: the meeting. Something that just drives me a little crazy. So you know, it's
1: funny because I've actually experienced something similar. Not in a book club, but doing a group project, and the person that's most vocal hasn't done any work. Hasn't whatsoever. done whatsoever. It's
0: guilt, and we got nothing to be guilty of. And it's guilt. That's what it is. So, uh, and wanting to be like whatever top dog who knows so i've I experienced this a little bit on my ted talk not to bring that up constantly but i just think this was kind of funny i have had and it ties in you know, i'm going to tie it all up for you don't worry it ties into a patient of mine who told me that twitter was stressing her out i'm like hang on there twitter is stressing you out um you don't Engage with people on Twitter in that way or, or on any of these social media sites, but occasionally I, I admit to having done that myself, but it doesn't bother me. It's just I kind of do it for fun. Um, this is how I get my kicks. But so there was this one gentleman, shall I say, and he wrote, um, "Why I just have to oh yeah, why is it okay for women to stand on stage and put men down?" And so I just wrote back and said, um, this woman didn't, pretending I wasn't me, but my name is right there. You obviously didn't get it, pun. Anyway, and so then he wrote back and he said, I will watch the whole thing and get back to you. I stopped watching after the first few minutes. It started to sound like the same old blame game, but I will let you know if I do get it. And so then he wrote and said, after listening to the whole talk... I have to say her points seem, her points, they didn't even get. He's not smart enough to realize that I'm actually speaking on behalf of myself. Um, Her points seem pretty scattered, and I'm not completely sure what to take from it. I would say, however, he says, pay attention to your overall health to help your sex life. That was one of my points. Don't expect to be sexually attracted to your partner the same way throughout your relationship or as you were in the beginning years. That was another one of my points initiating sexual behavior with each other. Even when you don't feel like it will in turn more likely bring out and or up sexual excitement and feelings. Another one of my points don't have threesomes. I actually have no recollection of whether I said anything about threesomes or not, but I'm not really sure where he got that one. But anyway, uh, you can use your imagination in the bedroom. Yes. In or outside of the bedroom. That's something you can do as well. Uh, And then he writes, I don't disagree, by the way. I will definitely listen to an entire talk the next time if I plan to add a comment, but I still agree with what I wrote on how she casually digs at men. I love men. Right, Matt?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just a mouth breather. That's what I call those guys.
0: (laughs) If a man made fun of women as she does men throughout this talk, women would have a field day with him. What? Anyway. I don't Uh, don't actually remember
1: you making fun of men in the TED Talk. A
0: a number of men took it that way initially, but they they all were the same. They got to the part where I said um, about the man cold, whatever I said about a man cold. You know, have you ever, you've married for richer and for poorer, sickness and in health, but that's before you knew anything about a man cold. And then I said, ladies are going to have to go for richer from now on because... We're paid less. We work in and outside of the home. And some guy writes and writes to me and he says, what about the yard work that we do? I'm like, okay, that's like one day a week and we're doing seven days a week. It's just kind of not even. Anyhow, uh, they, men have certainly been extremely vocal on this, on this TEDx talk, I have to say. Um, and they've certainly given... I've, I've learned a tremendous amount from the several thousand comments that are on there. And I, and I love human behavior and I love... Learning about people's lives and and their frustrations and, and issues that are going on. So it's been that has been the gem in that entire um, TED talk is uh, is hearing what people have to say, which is what I love. Like I I love people's lives. I love people, men, women, they. I don't care. I don't I don't discriminate. I I love you. You're interesting, and only the truth is interesting. You know, and I think everybody is interesting. Everybody has a great uh, a great story, but you know sometimes. Things might happen to you. so I have a few questions for the men. I am offering this up for the guys out there to help you. Uh, I have a few questions for you. Just answer yes or no in your head. Do you have a decrease in libido? So do you have a decrease in your sex drive? Do you have a lack of energy? Do you have a decrease in strength and/or endurance? Have you lost height? Have you noticed a decrease in your enjoyment of life? Are you sad and or grumpy? Are your erections less strong? Have you noticed a recent deterioration in your ability to play sports? Are you falling asleep after dinner? Has there been a recent deterioration in your work, performance. If you answered yes to any one of a number of those questions, you may have testosterone deficiency syndrome or TDS. And I'm going to talk to you about that when I come back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath. If you're just joining me, I went through a series of questions for men to ask themselves. If you're age 40 or over, which is when it happens more commonly, um, with regard to low testosterone, low testosterone, like like your sleep. Are you falling asleep after dinner? Do you have low libido, difficulty with erections, losing height, less endurance? Testosterone is a hormone that is produced by the human body, and it is produced in the testicles of men. It stimulates sperm production and also has everything to do with a man's sex drive. And something you may not realize, and it's very important, it helps to build muscle and bone mass. Testosterone production typically decreases as men age. And there are lots of symptoms that are associated with low testosterone or what we call low T. Low T is diagnosed when the levels fall below a normal range. And the range is um, 300 to 1,000 NGs per deciliter. So that's a, um, it's a blood test. It's a simple serum testosterone level. And that measures your circulating tes- uh, testosterone level in your bloodstream, in your blood system. So if your testosterone production drops, then you may get lots of symptoms that are uncomfortable for you, that make you feel older, that make you feel unhappy, uh, that may impact your sex life or your intimate relations. So symptoms include Reduced sexual desire. So, your sexual performance may decrease in addition to bone health, your energy level, your muscle strength, and your mood. Uh, so, you may get hot flashes, sweating, something called gyno, gynecomastia, which is breast development. You, you've seen those guys, They've got a little bit of breasts, a large abdomen. They are kind of cranky. They are not moving too fast. I'm always thinking testosterone there. It's, it's decreasing, um, but also reduced muscle mass, mass and strength, and that increased body fat, as I mentioned, that abdominal girth widens. A lot of, um, a lot of women will say to me, that the reason that they have low sexual desire with their partner, their male partner, is because the male partner has gained weight, in particular around the abdomen, and it it turns them off. And so it's really important, guys, and you know I love you, uh, to keep your—some of you might disagree with that—but <laughs> um, to keep trim. And to stay in great shape and to cut out the sugars in your diet. Uh, So have a low glycemic index diet because that goes straight to the abdomen. But it it could have to do with, uh, if you're having difficulty with that, it could have to do with your uh, testosterone level. If you've noticed that you're having weaker erections and orgasms that are not as pleasurable as they have been in the past, it may be related to low testosterone And the thing about bone health, you're at at risk. If you have a low testosterone level, you are at risk for fractures. So especially as you age, um, you know, there's a risk of, if you're rushing to the bathroom in the middle of the night, because you've also got overactive bladder because that affects men as well. Uh, and you know, you may actually trip and fall and you're at greater risk for a fracture and you don't want that at any age, uh, also, your energy level, a lot of guys are working a lot longer than they ever expected to be working these days because of the finances. I mean, we're, we're in a mess here, Matt. I mean, between the finances, the housing, the low testosterone, working forever in a day. You know, a lot of people are on their second families. They've already raised one, and then maybe the wife got a little vaginal dryness or whatever, and then the marriage split up, and then a, uh, marries somebody else and has a second set of children and that's financial pressure, and maybe they're not having as much sex, and stress can also, um, stress does tremendous things to the body. So if you're not having great sex, you're not having great erections, you're not having as many orgasms, you're tired, you're overworked, overwhelmed, uh, your testosterone level is low, you're, you're, t- you're fatigued, you're moody, nobody wants to be around you. You can also become anemic. So that's another problem as well. So you need to have your testosterone level checked. And they're generally checked early in the morning because that is when testosterone levels are at their highest. And there are many treatments for testosterone deficiency. Let's start with the conservative measures. First, exercise. Get out there and pound the pavement there, and, and lift weights. As well, gently, uh, you can also get intramuscular injections. There are testosterone patches. They're worn either on the body or on the scrotum. There's testosterone gel. There's a mucoadhesive material that is applied above the teeth as well. That's another option uh, for testosterone. And there's, then there's an injectable pellet. So there are many treatments. Don't be shy to talk to your doctor if you're feeling any one of those symptoms that I mentioned especially um, the fatigue, the, you've got the abdominal weight, the low sex drive. That's why sex is so important, and, and uh, it really should be part of the medical assessment. Doctors should be asking about your sex life, about your sexual desire, about your libido, about, uh, you know, even if you're in a relationship where everything's going great with the marriage and all of that, but there's no sex in it. Uh, and you're tired and you don't feel like having it, but if somebody else came along, would you want to? You know, that can be diagnostic. Uh, so this is why we need to actually make sex uh, an open subject. It can no longer remain the taboo subject that it is today. Um, so it's very important that you have to talk about sex and that you talk about sex with your doctor I I have a lot of patients who'll come to see me, they don't want to talk about sex with their doctor because they're embarrassed about it, or they play golf with the doctor, or for whatever reason, they don't want to talk to uh their doctor about it. But they're okay to talk to me about it. But they often say, even men will often say to me, Wow, you know, I've never had um I've never had a conversation about sex that there was this sort of uh, you know, just down to earth or just, you know, practical, just like this open, you know. Um so but it's an important subject. It's as important as anything else in your life, perhaps more, but then it could be my biased opinion. Um so you have sex and then you have a baby. It's a really great time of life. Um but you know there's a part of Canada that I was really surprised to learn about. None of it. Uh they've recently adopted a baby box program that emanated in Finland to reduce infant mortality. Because Nunavut has the, it's it's one of the largest land masses. It has one of the smallest populations. It has the uh, youngest mothers. And yet it has the highest infant mortality uh, death rate in all of Canada. And it's five times higher than any other area in Canada, which is really heartbreaking. Um, And some of the reasons around this are lack of resources, overcrowding in homes, secondhand smoke, um, not, not understanding how to care for a baby uh, from the basics, putting soft baby toys inside of cribs or not having an approved, having limited resources, so not having a hard mattress on which to place a baby um, so the babies are at greater risk for sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS. This baby box program, which provides new moms, and they've given out 800 of them in of uh, it started in Finland in 1939 and has helped to reduce that country's infant mortality rate to less than two in a thousand from 90 in a thousand. We have about five in a thousand here. So, um, that is a very high rate in Nunavut. So they're giving out these boxes, and the boxes double as a crib, and they come with a firm mattress for the babies to lie on their back, and some education in the boxes, and there's some diapers, and there's an assortment of baby goods and, and children's books in all of Nunavut's four official languages. Um, there's also some condoms in there to help with family planning. So they've thought of everything. There's lots of uh, educational pamphlets to educate new parents about infant care and the, the risks of secondhand smoke because that can be significant at any age. Um, so this is uh, a Health Canada-approved cozy little crib for uh, the the infants to sleep in. There's also education about how you shouldn't have the baby sleeping in with you. I had a, I, I was a head nurse at one point of um, maternal and child program at one of the community hospitals. And there was a situation one time, I remember a young woman was married to an alcoholic, but she couldn't see it and she didn't see it. And uh, along with that came control, came anger, came she was very much in love with him and, but he had a drinking problem and they had a premature baby. The baby was born maybe five or six weeks too early, too soon, but did extremely well. It was a little bit low birth weight. He was also a smoker. Um, and they brought the baby home and, uh, the baby was home for a few weeks, two weeks, maybe not many. And, she was extremely tired. He'd been out and he'd been drinking, as a lot of alcoholics drink every day. And he came home and he insisted that she take a nap and that he would watch the baby. And he fell asleep on the couch with the baby, and the baby basically suffocated. And those that that happened, sadly enough, I mean, it was it was devastating. And and initially, the mom was in denial about. Uh, what had actually happened, but um, the marriage didn't last over. Um, we followed up with them, but the marriage did not last, and she realized that he had a problem with drinking. So, this is why it's also important to get uh, help if you have a drinking issue or any other type of an addiction, because it really impacts children. Not only does it impact your quality of life, your relationship, um, will impact uh, the children that you're raising and then you're teaching them, you know, potentially how to deal with problems, um, whether it be through shopping or being on the internet or drinking alcohol or gambling or um, taking drugs, whatever. So I was happy to see this uh, program, this baby box program, anything to reduce infant mortality. There are some new guidelines that have come out of the U.S., the American Pediatric Association, and they, um, one thing that they recommend now is putting the baby to bed with a uh, pacifier, which is interesting. And also laying the baby on the back, no no soft toys. Babies shouldn't be sleeping in the bed um, with the mother uh, and father because there is that risk of, of suffocation. So there's new guidelines out. So check out the American Pediatric Association for the full list of that. And uh, when I come back, I'm going to read some of your emails. I do love your emails. You can email me, sextalk at com. You can always go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca, and email me there. It's all confidential. I will not use your name. I will change your name, and I might change a tiny bit about the story, but it will never take the essence of the story away. So so thanks very much, or you can call me, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell, uh, sextalk at com. and um, anyway... When I come back, I'm going to tell you what's coming up in the last leg of this flight. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980, CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980, CKNW. Uh, You've perhaps heard me say that marriage has nothing to do with sex. I'm getting convinced of that more and more and more, the more stories that I hear. But uh, I want to thank a listener who sent in a couple of jokes along that line. So here's joke number one. A man ca- came home early from work and was greeted by his wife who was dressed up in sexy lingerie and heels. Tie me up and you can do anything you want, she said. So he tied her up and went golfing. <laughs> I mean, <that's laughs> love my own jokes, but that's not my own joke. That was good. <laughs> good one. Here's the other one. Number two. A woman was complaining to the neighbor that her husband always came home late, no matter how she tried to stop him. Take my advice, said the neighbor, and do what I did. Once my husband came home at 3 o'clock in the morning, and from my bed I called out, Is that you, Bob? And that cured him. Cured him, asked the woman. But how? The neighbor said, You see, my husband's name is Trevor. Okay, another one. Drum roll. Okay, so yeah, marriage and sex. It's like oil and water saying the two go together from the emails, the comments, the patients that I see everything. So here's one uh, email that I received recently. And thank you very much for emailing me. Sextalk at cknw.com. Anytime day or night, <laughs> you can email me. Do you have, do you have a question there, Matt? No, I've, I've, your got hand. A,
1: I've got a joke. I can add to the
0: fantastic. Let's have it.
1: Marriage teaches you a lot about yourself. For instance, I've learned that I don't need to use so many paper towels and that they're expensive. <laughs>
0: Exactly. How about I didn't know when I said I do, that meant I'd do everything. (laughs) Anyway. um, So here's an email. Hello, Maureen. I recently got married a year ago, and my husband doesn't like to have sex very often. Sex is never his priority. I am five feet nine inches tall, fairly pretty, and I know other guys think I'm beautiful. I've left goa where i'm originally from to move to dubai where my husband is from he is quite macho he loves cars playing football will drill a hole in the wall if needed helps around with the cleaning and the laundry looks after me and hugs me a lot but no sex not much rather i feel as though he has no sexual drive he doesn't drink but smokes occasionally i request some advice maureen just a little he never likes when the sex topic is brought up my parents have had two unsuccessful marriages. I am the only child and I don't want another divorce. I'm so scared and lonely. This is this is definitely uh, very common when people are in a sexless relationship where one wants to have sex and the other doesn't oblige. Uh, they become very lonely. First of all, you hear as well, you hear her When she says, I know that other guys think I'm beautiful. So she's losing her own sense of self. It doesn't matter that other guys think she's beautiful. What really matters is that she thinks she's, that she feels good about herself and that she thinks that she is beautiful. So she's doubting her own sense of self. Number one, she feels lonely and scared because she doesn't know what to do because it's extremely difficult to live in a sexless marriage. I mean that is very hard and it's embarrassing and people are ashamed and I all often say is it fair to impose fidelity on a person who is deprived of sex from their spouse? And when that person has an affair, do we call that cheating or is it merely a survival? I think it's the responsibility of The person in the relationship who has whatever medical condition it is, whether it be low libido, low sex drive, diabetes, uh, hypertension, which can lead to stroke, it is that person's responsibility. If you're in a relationship, you owe it to the partner in the relationship to get the help that you need. There could be any one of a number of reasons why this, I'm going to assume this is a young couple married a year ago, um, be... That they're not having sex. He could have been sexually abused as a child. He may have problems expressing his sexuality. Um, where she, she's, which tells me there's a little doubt in her mind because she intimates that he's macho. He loves cars, playing football, will drill a hole in anything. Well, what guy won't drill a hole in anything? But anyway, <laughs> that was bad. Um, but. <laughs> No, that was good. <laughs> no, that was bad. Uh, but anyway, so she's questioning his sexuality. I can I can see that or hear that in her letter. So it's difficult. You need to talk to him. You need to ask what's going on. Um, And that's the place to begin. And you have to answer the question, do you want to be in a sexless marriage for the rest of your life? It's, you know, that's that's problematic. And it doesn't sound like you do. And you actually deserve to be with somebody who cares about you, loves you, touches you, wants to have sex with you. All right, here's another email. Hi, Maureen. My husband found a TED Talk by you on sexual health and thought I should try reaching out. I have had sexual dysfunction, decreased ability to orgasm, leading to no orgasms, then ever decreasing sex drive for about a decade with no apparent cause outside of local professionals professionals saying it's psychological and generally focusing their depression anxiety therapy elsewhere I have no history of abuse of abuse I also live very far away from your practice Rochester New York but I'm not sure where to turn next do you have any recommendations colleagues or do you have some kind of Skype option for therapy my husband and I are at a loss and it's obviously not good for our relationship thank you for your consideration Okay, a few things here. Uh, Decreased ability to orgasm. I would need uh, how old this woman is. uh, What is her perimenopausal or menopausal status? So I need a lot more information here. Uh, Does she have vaginal dryness? Because if you do have vaginal dryness, that may uh, lead... You to have difficulty experiencing orgasms, and so sex is going to be much less pleasurable. And yes, it will lead to low sexual desire. So the age would be important. Uh, any issues in the relationship that would be important as well. Um, a healthy vagina is really important for uh, arousal and orgasm for a women uh, for women in their female sexual response cycle. So that's, again, if you have vaginal dryness, one might try something like Gynatroph, which is a hormone-free personal moisturizer. You buy it over the counter. It's at London Drugs, Shoppers Drug Mart, and use that. That gets inserted into your vagina. It's a gel. It has hyaluronic acid, vitamin E, um, and that gets inserted into your vagina eight days in a row, and then a couple times a week. It optimizes after two months. So that may be the issue. Um, also, you know, what's going on in the life? Are there anything, is there anything else going on in your mind? Are you thinking of what, what you have to do with your children? Are there children? Uh, are you working in, in and outside of the home? Are you tired? Uh, because fatigue can contribute to the decreasing ability to experience an orgasm. Um, I uh, also then, um, you know, for some women who have, and I'm not necessarily saying for this woman, but for some women who have never experienced an orgasm, um, or have primary or anorgasmia or difficulty experiencing orgasm in the face of a healthy vagina, a Womanizer, which is a um, best little sex toy on the market, I except for this Womanizer Pro, which is apparently coming out. I was supposed to get it last week, but it didn't arrive, but I'm going to be trying it this week for darn sure, uh, picking it up tomorrow. Um, but anyway, uh, so a Womanizer is something that can help because it's clitoral stimulation. Also, oral sex is very helpful as well. And I had another email from another somebody else. She said, "I'm a second year midwifery student at UBC, and had the delight of having you as a guest speaker for one of our classes last year. You definitely made an impression on all of us, and we, as a class, are happy to report we fully agree with your review of the womanizer. So, a womanizer is a clitoral suckling device. It can help with uh, orgasm, uh, experiencing orgasm for women, and um, you know, so so it may be." you know, there, there's a lot more information that I would need. Um, and I do, yes, I do do Skype consults, of course. Um, so that she was asking if I, um, did, if I had some kind of Skype option and I see many patients around the world through Skype, the power of the internet, it's just amazing. So, um, uh, if you have that issue, know that there is treatment, We need to know what the root cause is, what the problem is, and often I need a lot of information beginning with your age. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Maureen McGrath. Thanks for being with me tonight on this Daylight Savings Night where we all got an extra hour to sleep in, an extra hour to clean up the house do finances, my least favorite thing. I think I'm the only person in the world that has a bookkeeper that will not accept receipts in a shoebox. <laughs> she hands them back to me. <laughs> I have to tick them all off and tick them against my, my MasterCard and debit card. And it's like, that's what I did all day today. Take, I'm not spending as much money, though. That is a treatment. If you're having financial issues out there, you want to save some money, just uh, track every single bit of it because it all costs you money. So I realized the more that I am actually spending, the more it costs me to deal with what I'm spending. So, like, if I don't spend anything, then I don't have all these receipts. So anyway, I'm learning. It's taking me a little while. But uh, finances can be a huge issue in relationships for people. And then everybody wants to live like they're, you know, Rockefellers. And uh, so live within your means. And it's okay. It's actually. Gives you more confidence. Uh, so, here, I'm going to carry on with some of these emails because they're good. Hi, Maureen. As I started out with this one at the uh, last segment, hi, Maureen. I'm a second year midwifery student. I won't go through that again. But anyway, they love the womanizer. But the reason she was writing to me uh, was in regard to a client she is caring for in Victoria who had a third degree tear. During a vacuum delivery, this woman had a baby, obviously, and is now reporting incontinence of gas and occasionally stool, as well as atrophy of the vaginal tissue and vaginal dryness. She's been referred to a pelvic floor specialist and an OBGYN for follow-up. Recently, she asked us about a prescription she received from her OBGYN for vaginal estrogen suppositories to improve her vaginal mucosa. When she had the prescription filled, the pharmacist informed her that it might decrease her milk supply. She is exclusively breastfeeding, and this is important to her. She is hesitant to use the suppositories for fear of decreasing her milk supply. Is this a genuine concern? Will the estrogen have a systemic effect, this decreasing her milk supply? The answer is no. Uh, The pharmacist may have been confused with hormone therapy, which is for women who are in menopause and it's a systemic type of therapy and it comes in the form of a pill or a gel or a patch. But vaginal estrogen tablets, they're not actually suppositories, they're tablets that are inserted into the vagina, are low-dose, localized estrogen therapy. They are theoretically topical. They do not cross over into the systemic. She need not worry about uh, decreasing her milk supply. Um, so, and also something else I wanted to mention, um, oh, she's reporting incontinence of gas. That would be helpful from the pelvic floor physiotherapist. So that's good that she's been, um, referred to a pelvic floor physiotherapist. Um, and also I wanted to say about, uh, reporting incontinence of gas, well, that she's referred to a pelvic floor. Anyway, one uh anyway, I've lost the thought so but that's okay. I will email this woman back anyway. So here's another article, here's another email. Dear Maureen, lovely to read the article in today's Vancouver Sun B7 regarding GSM sounds like a dog breed but who cares? I am so excited to read this. I am 63 and a half years old, kids at half years and fit and I have not been able to have intercourse for nearly 2 years. We try lubricants. Oh, my God, it's all painful. I have been prescribed other meds, but even the pharmacist agrees that it can have side effects. I am already a DES baby, diastylbestarol baby, and feel I have suffered and lost enough through medicine. Poor mom lived with terrible guilt. So any thoughts on this? I have an amazing 25-year marriage. And I'm recently a grandmother, five days old. I am active in every aspect of my life but sex, and it scares me now. My poor husband suffers. I would love to hear from you and open am open to your thoughts and suggestions. There's a doctor in Penticton. It's okay. Toronto, maybe not so great. This was the article that was in the Vancouver Sun. It was about a new laser therapy for vaginal atrophy and vaginal dryness. It is an expensive proposition. It can be about $2,000, but as she said, this is what they made lines of credits for um, this type of need. Uh, so there's vaginal atrophy. Vaginal dryness is a very common condition affects 50, 60, 70, 80% of women. This woman has not been able to have intercourse in her otherwise happy marriage for two years. And that commonly happens. Only about 5% of women with vaginal atrophy are treated. She, when she said she's a DES baby, that would mean she would have problems with her uterus problems with fertility. So she sounds like she's been through the Medical system, uh, and she's had enough. Um, she, I happened to phone this lady back, so she did. You're probably wondering, well, she has a grandchild, but it is from her husband's side, um, and so they got married after, and he'd already had some children. Anyway, so there are lots of things you can do. You can use a personal moisturizer like Gynotroph, which is a hormone-free over-the-counter. You get it today, and you treat it. Start treating it right away because it's very uncomfortable. Women report feeling, um, sandpaper, that it feels like sandpaper down there. Some women report that it feels like knives. So it's incredibly painful. No guy or another woman, if you're in a same sex relationship wants to, um, wants to inflict harm on anybody, especially somebody that you love or that you're attracted to or that you care about in any way. Uh, so there is treatment for this and the laser therapy, uh, there's a doctor here in White Rock that's doing it, and there's a doctor in Penticton that's doing it. There are doctors in Vancouver that are doing it. This laser therapy, providing this laser therapy for women. It's a new, innovative treatment. Looks like the some of the research that's uh, come out, it, that it may last about a year, and then you might need a top-up. But, you know, some people don't like to put things in their vagina. Some people do. Uh, but some people don't like to take medication, or they'd rather uh, try something that is a conservative measure. Anyway, I think we'll go to break now, Matt, shall we? And then come back, and we'll wrap this baby up. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Mm. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980. Well, this week we have a potentially historical situation happening in the U.S. If uh, the first female president gets elected, there will be some children in the world who have only ever seen a black president and a woman president. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see what happens down there in my home country down there. Did you get that one, Matt? (laughs) Will a lot more people be having sex once the presidential election is over? What's going to be happening down there? Another baby boom like 1946 after World War II? Well, you never know. But, uh, you know, she certainly has had to um, fight a lot harder, work a lot harder. Uh, People have said she's not likable. That that happens. Uh, We're trying to teach women not to be so nice and so sugar, sugary sweet, because that doesn't uh, get us anywhere. Look what it's done for me. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) I've I've gotten in trouble for being too nice before. I'm certain that uh, other women understand, understand that you can certainly get taken advantage of. But but it'll be interesting. So next week, we'll be talking about that about the results of the US presidential election. Matt. So uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. The jury's out. You never know. Can't believe the polls. But the electoral path, you know, that's what I've been following all along. And, uh, you know, I, 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 there's just a few circumstances where he could win.
1: Yeah, I've been following yeah. this pretty closely, too. And it looks like the Electoral College, she's got a pretty good road to victory.
0: It, it definitely looks that way. So that's, uh, that, that's what I've been following all along is that electoral pathway. And uh, so I think it was she was 290 uh, if they look at it. But there's some ways that if he wins certain states and some of those states are. And that's the-, the
1: thing is that I think a lot of Trump supporters haven't been putting their hands up saying that they support him, even though that they people always vote down party lines, because I, I have quite a few Republican friends and they don't say anything. About the election, even though I'm almost certain they're still going to vote Republican.
0: Right. And, you know, so people are embarrassed to, to be voting for Republican. But a lot of uh, prominent Republican people have said, I am not supporting donald trump anyway we're going to have to see i think um the world is percolating and things may at least where we've brought out uh, some of the big issues for women in the world and women are talking about it more and we're going to be talking about it next saturday at the fairmont pacific rim nine to six you get your nasty woman cocktail for free the ticket prices are thirty dollars we had jane who won the two ticket prices here and then sally won the Gynotroph. so uh thanks for calling in ladies about those uh Prizes tonight, and um, anyway, you can always go to my website, BackToTheBedroom.ca. There's a contact form that's working really well on there now since I have a new website, so I'm getting tons and tons of emails. Go to watch the TED Talk if you like. View the comments; they're even better. Uh, So go to YouTube and Google Maureen McGrath TEDx Stanley Park. Uh, follow me on Twitter at back the number two, the bedroom for heaven's sake. Don't fight with anybody on Facebook and certainly don't get stressed about Twitter. That's, uh, that was the latest that I've had in my clinical practice this week. Uh, there's no point there's internet trolls. It's, you know, if it's stressing you out, you want to walk away from it. Anyway, remember, eat the cake, buy the shoes, (laughs) take the trip. Life is short. It's yours to enjoy. You don't get a second time around on this earth. Anyway, it's been lovely being here with you tonight and have a very loving and sexually healthy week. I imagine everybody's going to be having sex on Wednesday. I'm Maureen McGrath. You've been listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is NewS Talk 980, CKNW.